thirtieth day of the month. Were not ten made clean, but the other nine, where are they? Was not none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Luke 17, verses 17 through 18. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Who can utter the mighty doings of the Lord or declare his praise? Happy are those who observe justice, who do righteousness at all times. Psalms 106, verses 1 through 3. Today we consider thanksgiving to God, both in word and deed. Ingratitude is a grave offense against God, and the closer to God we think we are, the more we incline to take divine grace for granted. So Jesus suggested in Luke 17, verses 11 through 19, For this reason, even the practice of daily devotions can be dangerous. The psalmist, quoted above, points out another difficulty in giving thanks. We do not have sufficient words to praise God's goodness. Oral testimony is important, to be sure, but to it we are to add the observance of justice, the doing of righteousness at all times. Otherwise, our voices sound like a noising gong or a clanging cymbal. As this month draws to its close, ask, for what experiences in the past month do I particularly praise God? What opportunities for thanksgiving have I overlooked during this month? Have I shown gratitude in words only, or also by my deeds, by my demonstrated concern for the weak, the lowly, the suffering? Opening Prayer Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless God's holy name. For you, O God, have showered me with blessings too numerous to count. In return, too often I have overlooked or taken for granted your bounty. Beyond all else that you have given, grant me yet one thing more, an unfailingly grateful heart. Amen. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 5. What a beautiful thing, God, to give thanks, to sing an anthem to you, the high God, to announce your love each daybreak, sing your faithful presence all through the night, Accompanied by dulcimer and harp, the full-bodied music of strings. You made me so happy, God. I saw your work and I shouted for our joy. How magnificent your work, God. How profound your thoughts. From the book of Jonah, chapter 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. So he went down to Joppa, found a ship which was going to Tarshish, paid the fare, and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. The Lord hurled a great wind on the sea, and there was a great storm on the sea, so that the ship was about to break up. Then the sailors became afraid, and every man cried to his God, and they threw the cargo which was in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah had gone below into the hold of the ship, laying down and fallen sound asleep. So the captain approached him and said, How is it that you are sleeping? Get up, call on your God. Perhaps your God will be concerned about us so that we will not perish. Each man said to his mate, 
Come, let us cast lots, so we may learn on whose account this calamity has struck us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. They said to him, Tell us now, on whose account has this calamity struck us? What is your occupation? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord God of heaven from the who made the sea and the dry land. Then the men, becoming extremely frightened, they said to him, How could you do this? For the men knew that he was fleeing from the presence of the Lord, because he had told them. So they said to him, What shall we do to you so that the sea may become calm for us? For the sea was becoming increasingly stormy. He said to them, Pick me up, throw me into the sea, then the sea will become calm for you. For I know that on account of me this great storm has come upon you. However, the men rowed desperately to return to land, for they could not. For the sea was becoming even stormier against them. Then they called on the Lord and said, We earnestly pray, O Lord, do not let us perish on account of this man's life, and do not put innocent blood on us, for you, O Lord, have done as you have pleased. So they picked up Jonah, threw him into the sea, and the sea stopped its raging. Then the men feared the Lord greatly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was in the stomach of the fish three days and three nights. From the Apocryphal Book, Ben Sirah, chapter 19, verses 4 through 17. Whoever trusts others too quickly has a shallow mind, and those who sin wrong themselves. Whoever gloats over evil will be destroyed, and whoever repeats gossip has no sense. Never repeat gossip, and no one will reproach you. Tell nothing to friend or foe, and unless it be a sin for you, do not reveal a thing. For someone may have heard you and watched you, and in time come to hate you. Let anything you hear die with you. Never fear. It will not make you burst. Having heard something, the fool goes into labor, like a woman giving birth to a child, like an arrow stuck in a fool's thigh, so is gossip in the belly of a fool. Admonish your friend. He may not have done it, and if he did, that he may not do it again. Admonish your neighbor. He may not have said it, and if he did, that he may not say it again. Admonish your friend. Often it may be slander. Do not believe every story. Then, too, a person can slip and not mean it. Who has not sinned with his tongue? Admonish your neighbor before you break with him, and give due place to the law of the Most High. From Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 through 14. Then there was given me a measuring rod like a staff, and someone said, Get up and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship in it. Leave out the court which is outside the temple and do not measure it, for it has been given to the nations, and they will tread underfoot the holy city for forty-two months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for twelve hundred and sixty days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone wants to harm them, fire flows out of their mouths and devours their enemies. So if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this way. These have the power to shut up the sky, so that the rain will not fall during the days of their prophesying. And they have power over the waters to turn them into blood, and to strike the earth with every plague as often as they desire. When they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the abyss will make war with them, and overcome them and kill them. And their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city, which mystically is called Sodom in Egypt, where also their Lord was crucified. Those from the people and tribe and tongues and nations will look at their dead bodies for three and a half days, and will not permit their dead bodies to be laid in a tomb. 
And those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and celebrate, and they will send gifts to one another, because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God came into them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell upon those who were watching them. And they heard a loud voice from saying to them, Come up here. Then they went up into heaven in the cloud, and their enemies watching them. And in that hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe is past. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly. From the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 11, verses 14 through 26. And he was casting out a demon, and it was mute. When the demon had gone out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds were amazed. But some of them said, He cast out demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Others, to test him, were demanding of him a sign from heaven. But he knew their thoughts and said to them, Any kingdom divided against itself is laid waste, and a house divided against itself falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? For you say that I cast out demons by Beelzebub. And if I, by Beelzebub, cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? So they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. When a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are undisturbed. But when someone stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away from him all his armor on which he had relied and distributes his plunder. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest and not finding any. It says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along seven other spirits more evil than itself. They go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. These are the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Monday's Prayer Remember, O Lord, all for whom we prayed while gathered yesterday in public worship. Teach us how best we may serve them with deeds of love and kindness. Forgive us for any whom we neglected in prayer. Help us to open our hearts to the needs of all. Grant that what you taught us to do we may both ponder and perform. We bless you for the signs of your love revealed in bread and cup. By these gifts, grant us not only hope until we gather at the heavenly banquet, but also graciousness that we may share with others among us the fruits of this earth. If anyone made a profession of faith, baptism, confirmation, or reaffirmation, please lift up their name at this time. Make firm and steadfast the faith of those who yesterday made covenant promises in the midst of the congregation that they may be worthy disciples, remind us continuously to keep the promises we have made to them as sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. Bind into one company of hope and one community of service all that you have made and redeemed by the sacrificial life and death of Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. A morning prayer from the Christian Orthodox Church to the Most Holy Theotokos. O oh, my most holy lady Theotokos, through the holy and all-powerful prayers banish from me thy lowly and wretched servant, despondency, forgetfulness, folly, 
carelessness, and all filthy, evil, and blasphemous thoughts for my wretched heart and my darkened mind. Quench the flame of my passions also, for I am poor and wretched, and deliver me from many and cruel memories and deeds, and free me from all their evil effects. For blessed art thou by all generations, and glorified is thy most honorable name unto the ages of ages. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Current Ecumenical Text Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.